Welcome into Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of HeartlandCollegeSports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. It's great to be with you for another week. Uh, so we are inching closer towards the season. So I have got to get this done now. And what is that? That is over-unders for the 2022 Big 12 football season. And let's get right to it. If you're listening on the podcast, we appreciate you being here. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Send you a free koozie. Screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Or, or, or of course, our radio affiliates. We love, love, love you guys as well. So I'm just going to take this thing in alphabetical order. All right? Alphabetical order. Where do we take this thing? We take it, and we'll start with the Baylor Bears. This feels like the best bet on the board. All right? And the best bet on the board to me is Baylor over 7.5 wins. Now, with that being said, I look at this and I say, why does Vegas have it so low? Baylor at 8-4? and I mean, this team is the defending Big 12 champs. I think they've gotten better at quarterback with Blake Shapin over Gary Bohannon. And you look at the schedule, at worst, this team is 2-1 and one in non-conference, road game at BYU. That means 6-3. and three in Big 12 play, hits the over. The even-year schedules are always tougher for Baylor as they have to go to Oklahoma and Texas. However, both of those teams are relatively unproven heading into the season. So you got coin flip games, Oklahoma State, TCU, K-State, all at home. All right? Those are coin flip games. So you're going to look at those things and you say to yourself, okay, uh, can you get at least one of those? Sure. Plus, you get a Thursday night game against West Virginia. That means you get two mini bye weeks as a result on either end of that, you know? So you have a mini bye week going into the game because you're not playing Saturday to Thursday. Uh, you're playing Saturday, off Saturday, Thursday, and then you have another long break to the following week. All in all, it's a pretty good deal. And I think a lot of folks are overlooking Dave Aranda and where he's got this program down in Waco, Texas. So, I am a huge proponent of Baylor over 7.5, but Vegas wasn't built on winners like me hammering the Baylor over. All right? That's just that's not how it goes. I wish it was how it goes, but it's just not how it goes. All right? So now we're sitting here trying to figure all this out and saying, all right, um, what am I missing? I don't know what I'm missing outside of the fact that people say, well, Baylor lost a lot of players to the NFL on both sides of the ball. They did. But look at look at who they've replace them with, right? I mean, Jackson Player coming in from Tulsa. Outstanding defensive lineman. He's going to be now playing uh, on the D-line for the Baylor Bears. I think they got better at quarterback, as I noted. All right, got to figure things out at, uh, you know, some of the skill positions. But, boy, I feel good about this team. It may be the best team in the trenches on both sides. So, I like Baylor over 7.5. Iowa State, this one. May surprise some of you. I'm saying over. All right, sometimes a group stays together one year too long, and I believe that's part of what happened with Iowa State. After a magical 2020 ride to the Big 12 championship game, winning a New Year's Six Bowl, it feels like to me what happened here is uh, guys just maybe hung around an extra year. All right? You always want to capture that magic to follow up an impressive year. But it wasn't able to happen at Iowa State. It just wasn't last season. 
And an anonymous coach said this to Athlon Sports about Iowa State, that it felt like they they lost a little bit of that, uh, you know, what made them the toughest team in the Big 12, what made them the best team in the Big 12. They lost some of that juice last season. So having a new group of guys, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world at all. I don't. So now I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, okay, schedule's favorable. Outside of a short trip to Lawrence in early October, the Cyclones don't leave the state of Iowa until they play Texas on October 15th. Then they have a bye before hosting Oklahoma. No road trip to Morgantown. Always a pain for any Big 12 team. Conference road games, Lawrence, Austin, Stillwater, Fort Worth. Um, and the toughest one of those is Stillwater. The rest aren't the road atmospheres that keep most coaches and fans up at night. All right? That's just the reality. That's the biggest case for the over. Plus, I've got a lot of faith in new quarterback Hunter Deckers. He's a lefty. I'm left-handed. I like that. Uh, the depth that Matt Campbell has built in the program, I don't think he gets enough credit for that. All right? I, just, I, I don't think he gets enough credit for that. And um, I think that's all something worth watching as we move forward. Meantime, Kansas, over under two and a half. I'm hitting the over for the Jayhawks. All right, here's the non-conference. Tennessee, Tech, Houston, and Duke. Can they win two? If they can, likely Tennessee, Tech, and Duke, the over's a lock. Because Lance Leipold is actually building this thing the right way. Lance Leipold is building this thing the way it is meant to be built. All right. Um, he's got depth. He's got good transfers in there. Kansas is going to be in more games than they've been in in more than a decade. And a 2-1 and one non-conference record means one Big 12 win hits the over. Even if they go 1-2 and two in non-conference, this team's going to keep getting better and could easily find itself, itself two wins over nine league games. That would not shock me. So I feel very good about the over for Kansas at 2.5. For K-State, over six and a half. You're probably like, Pete, if everyone's over, who's under? Well, you'll find out. All right, we're going to get there. K-State, over six and a half. The schedule is often make or break. And for K-State, they should be 3-0 and after the non-con, especially given the fact that all three games, South Dakota, Missouri, Tulane, are all at home. Also, their bye week is perfectly situated in mid-October between two road games, Iowa State and TCU. Can't ask for a better bye week location than what K-State has. Oklahoma State and Texas back-to-back at home, they set up nicely, right? Those are uh, two tough teams back-to-back in Manhattan. Importantly as well, they get a lot of the new quarterbacks early in the season, like Oklahoma with Dylan Gabriel and Iowa State with Hunter Deckers. If West Virginia and Kansas then are struggling down the stretch, maybe a little motivation there, those two games uh, wrap up the season that could be easier than they look right now on paper. So just don't overlook this K-State team in general. Arguably the league's best player in Deuce Vaughn, underrated line play, and an experienced quarterback in Adrian Martinez. Uh, They could absolutely end up being the dark horse of the 2022 Big 12 football season, I am hammering Kansas State over six and a half. Meantime, Oklahoma, nine wins. You know what? This is lame. You can rag on me later. I'm going push. All right, I'm going to push with Oklahoma at nine wins. You don't have to like it, but guess what? Who asked you? (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, they don't have a point five. It's 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 nine point oh wins. I'm saying push. I gotta call it like I see it. And I see Oklahoma as a nine and three team in Brent Venable's first year. I think there will be some growing pains, albeit by Oklahoma standards. That's okay. Uh, this can still be enough to put Oklahoma into the Big 12 title game this season. You know, Nebraska on the road is no cakewalk. All right. Given the pressure on Scott Frost, they're retooling on both sides of the ball. And Oklahoma still working in a lot of new pieces. Meantime, you know that Texas has loads of talent and will want revenge from last season's Red River rivalry. You got to go to Ames, followed by Baylor at home. That's a tough back to back. In fact, the backstretch of the season is really tough for Oklahoma. Iowa State, Baylor, West Virginia, Oklahoma State after a long road trip. And then it's back on the road to West Texas for the Red Raiders in a which is just, you know, it's tough for any program, even Oklahoma, especially if Joey McGuire's got that thing humming along a little bit. All right, there's going to be a couple of bumps in the road and nine and three for the Oklahoma Sooners. It just, it feels like the right number for me this year with OU. All right, it just feels like the right number. So through the first half of the Big 12, I've got Baylor over seven and a half, Iowa State over seven and a half. Oklahoma over two and a half. Kansas State over six and a half. I've got Oklahoma pushing 9.0 wins. That's where we are through half of the Big 12 Conference. We'll take a quick break, come back, and uh, get you all the other teams, the other five teams of the Big 12 Conference, when it comes to over-under win total predictions. I'll do that here coming up. Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Hey, podcast listeners, make sure that you are subscribed to our YouTube page. We are growing that thing every single day. So uh, just be sure to go check us out over on YouTube. All right. Just a little PSA here during the show. Wanted to share with you. And, and of course, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We are in all those different places. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Pete Mundo continuing on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. It is great to be here with you as we roll through our win total predictions, over-under picks uh, for the Big 12 Conference. All right, now let's get to the second half of uh, the league here, just alphabetically speaking. All right, we got the Oklahoma State Cowboys. 8.5 wins is the number, and I am going to roll with the over, baby. All right, the non-conference, they should roll through Central Michigan. I know, I know, Oklahoma State fans, you're like, wait, Central Michigan, 2016 flashback. Central Michigan, Arizona State, Arkansas Pine Bluff. They should be 3-0. and Then what I need is the Cowboys to go 6-3 uh, and in the Big 12 title game. All right, that's, that's what you need to hit the over at 8.5 wins. I think they can do it. I believe, you know, the October 1st conference opener at Baylor, which is a rematch of the 2021 Big 12 title game, will set the tone for the season for the Cowboys. If they can get revenge, they are off and running with games against Texas Tech, TCU, and Texas. Right? I mean, that that's, that's a, if they get off to that good start, I mean, they've got all the Texas teams out of the gates. Think about that. Right? You got Baylor... Texas Tech, TCU, Texas. I, I Now that I'm reading it, I hadn't realized that until I said it out loud. I was like, holy cow, they, 
They got they got all four Texas teams in a row. Yeah, look at that. They they got them all right there in a row. Mike Gundy's gonna be sick of the state of Texas when all is said and done. Gonna get me get me away from this state. Jeez, especially as an Oklahoma boy, you know, gonna want any part of that. So the Cowboys also avoid some key road trips. Don't have to go to Morgantown and don't have to go to Ames. Two of the harder road trips to make in the league, especially when considering uh, they play both teams in November this season. So they get both of those teams in Stillwater, avoiding November road trips to Morgantown or Ames. The biggest issue uh, with Oklahoma State is the schedule, and it's the fact that their bye week comes before conference play, meaning nine straight league games. That is tough, really tough. But I still believe that Vegas is selling Oklahoma State short. Not much short. I think eight and a half is the right number. It's not an easy one to pick, but I'm going to lean with the over. I'm going to say, hey, I've got one of the most experienced quarterbacks in the league in Spencer Sanders. Maybe not the best. I'm not saying he is, but one of the most experienced. I've got a favorable schedule in terms of location. I've got a favorable non-conference. All of that leading me to believe that Mike Gundy will have this team eke out and over for Oklahoma State at eight and a half this season. Next up, TCU Horn Frogs. Under six and a half wins for TCU. They can get to a bowl game at six and six, but to hit the over, they've got to need some, they're going to need some breaks along the way. All right. TCU should be able to handle Colorado week one. Dominate Tarleton State week two. But then Sonny Dykes heads back to SMU for the Iron Skillet on the other side of the rivalry. You don't think SMU is going to be juiced up? All right. I mean, they've won the game, obviously. Uh, These games have been very, very competitive as of late. Uh, We know how last year's game went down as well. So SMU has done very well, winning two of the last three. Actually, the last two because there was no game in 2020, right? So, yeah, they've won the last two against TCU. Now they're going to face their former head coach. They're going to be juiced up for that. I'm not predicting a loss, but I'm saying it's far from a guaranteed win. Far from it. So then you got to factor in TCU's awful scheduling draw with a bye week in week three. That's terrible. That means 10 straight weeks of games against Power 5 competition to end the season. Now, TCU does get a favorable home matchup schedule against Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, K-State, and Iowa State. I just don't see that being enough to get Sonny Dykes to that seven-win mark in year one. I just would be very, very surprised if that was something that, you know, they they, uh, thought they could pull off wanted to pull off. I mean, I'll, I'll be happy. Let's be very clear. I'm a Big 12 guy through and through. I know some of you think I'm biased against your team. I'm not. If any of these unders, if I'm wrong about any of these unders, I will I will be very happy. I'll be totally fine with the under um, being something that, you know, I'm wrong about. I wish I could pick the over for every team, but the math doesn't work like that. <laughs> Just doesn't. All right. So uh, next up after TCU is Texas under 8.5 wins for Texas. Here's why Alabama in week two is more or less a guaranteed loss, right? So then we're talking about what 
nine and two the rest of the way. That would mean seven and two likely in the Big Twelve. It's doable with the talent Texas has. But how many times have we said that about a Texas football team? Texas's stretch against Oklahoma, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State, with two of those games away from Austin, will determine whether or not Texas can hit the over. The schedule does ease up slightly in November with TCU and Kansas back-to-back. But the final game of the regular season against Baylor could have Big 12 championship game implications. All right, I just, I, I can't buy Texas at an over until I see it with my own two eyes. I'm sorry, I just, I can't do it, all right? Texas, you got this stretch here against Oklahoma, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State. Two of those games are away from Austin. So that's not easy at all. And I'm not going to sit here and predict, despite all the talent, that yes should win 10 or 11 games. I'm not going to predict it because no matter what, by the way, you got a young quarterback in there at Texas, right? Even if it's Quinn Ewers. I mean, I get it. Hot shot high school recruit. But, you know, there's a, there's a feeling out phase for young quarterbacks, no matter how good you are. So it, it's more of a, a Texas mindset than it is anything else. And I'm going to go under 8.5 wins for the Longhorns this year. Now we go to the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Problem for Tech is that the non-conference is really tough. All right? Under a first-year head coach, in a quarterback battle, the last thing you want is a tough non-conference. But that's what they've got. Houston is in week two, top 25 team. NC State in week three, top 25 team. A lot of people believe that the uh, uh, Wolfpack can compete in the ACC and be a surprise team in the ACC. Houston, top 25 team. Like, that's tough. Even if you split those games, Tech then needs to go 4-5 and five in the Big 12 to hit the over. That's not going to be easy because of all the reasons I just noted. First-year head coach, quarterback battle, um, you know, just new system, new style, new staff, the whole thing. Conference play begins at home against Texas, and then you've got road games at K-State and Oklahoma State. It's a brutal start for a new regime. Home against Texas in a year that Steve Sarkeesian better get off hot, and then you got to go to Manhattan and to Oklahoma State. Tricky places to play against two very good teams that believe they can compete for a Big 12 title. That's tough. I love the Joy McGuire hire. I think he'll turn around the the Red Raiders. I, I really do. But I I don't sit here and think it's going to be easy. And year one is going to be the start of the rebuild. There's no doubt about that. Now, West Virginia, there's no prediction I'd rather be more wrong about than this one, as I'd love to see Neil Brown get things turned around. But his schedule doesn't make it easy with Pittsburgh and Virginia in the non-conference slate. It just doesn't make it easy. If they both lose, if they lose both of those games, they're one and two. That means four and five in the Big 12 record is required. Uh, actually, no, at that point, you would need five and four to hit the over, right? If you go one and two, you got to go five and four in the Big 12 to hit the over at 5.5 wins. Now, the good news is this. West Virginia does have five Big 12 home games against four Big 12 road games. But given the fact that they might only be favored in home games against Kansas and TCU, Mountaineers are going to have to pull off multiple upsets. I hope they can do it. There's not a team I'd rather be more wrong about. 
than West Virginia in terms of the over-under five and a half because Neil Brown needs it. But I, I can't sit here right now and predict it because of the schedule, most importantly. They're one of, I think, only two teams in the entire country playing 11 Power 5 games. And it's not like there's any slouches here. You know? I mean, like, Pittsburgh and Virginia Tech, Pitt just won the ACC. There is not an easy... And even Kansas is getting better. So don't tell me, well, Kansas, you chalk it up to a W. They probably should beat Kansas, but is it a guaranteed W like it's been for the last 10 years? I think Kansas is coming out of that mode where you just look at the schedule and and say easy win, 55-14. to I think that those days are coming to an end for Kansas in the Big 12 in general. So, uh, boy, I'm going to go with the under for West Virginia, and so much of that is just based on the schedule at large. There you go. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. The show is over. We appreciate you guys being here for it as always. If you're on the podcast, leave a rating and a review. Send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we'll get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. And on our radio affiliates, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. And uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Have a great rest of your day. Take care. Football's right around the corner.